Today, Vancouver's citizens discuss concerns over the cost of living and the problems of home affordability with the grave tones that other cities usually reserve for the topic of violent crime, which, according to most evening news reports, is now all but restricted to the suburbs. It wasn't always so. The 1986 World's Fair, Expo 86, is commonly cited as the event that changed Vancouver's small-town sensibility forever. But was it a change for the better? This is hotly debated. Many residents nostalgically remember Expo favorably, while others believe it destroyed the city's character. But the first significant signs of change in Vancouver took place considerably earlier than Expo, when Vancouver could be seen as two different and distinct cities. More than 50 years ago, Vancouver started to undergo changes resulting from zoning, bylaws, immigration, and industry that would begin to shape not only its size and density, but also the kind of policing issues it would face in the future. The city's downtown core and West End would undergo drastic change in the 1960s thanks to new zoning bylaws that encouraged the development of 220 high-rises and apartment buildings, creating a new city skyline where single-family three-story homes had stood before. The economy of British Columbia was still being driven by large lumber companies such as Macmillan Bloedel, and that industry coated the province in sawdust, even in downtown Vancouver, where log booms sat next to the wharves on False Creek. From the 1920s to the beginning of the 1960s, False Creek rivaled Pittsburgh for smoke output. But this was beginning to change. As Vancouver historian Bruce MacDonald notes, in 1963, there were just three sawmills left in False Creek. The utilization of sawmill waste in B.C.'s new pulp mills and the subsequent disappearance of smoking beehive burners greatly reduced the amount of smoke in the city's air and halted the number of foggy days compared to the 1940s. In the 1960s, some properties in the city sold for less than they had in 1912. But by the early 1970s, new and old homeowners were becoming property speculators. And within just a few years, a real estate boom doubled property values. However, while downtown and west side residents were experiencing a sense of growth and a promise of prosperity, East Vancouver was a different story. The east side neighborhood of Strathcona was regarded as a blighted area. Even before the 1967 proposal to run a freeway through it, areas of East Vancouver were slated for demolition. Since the 1950s, banks would not lend money to area residents for home improvements. In general, East Vancouver was not often regarded as an attractive neighborhood, especially in comparison to the west side of the city. 